Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton. Here we are with episode 18. First up, a call-in I don't think I've played this before from Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor. Let's hear what Tim has to say. Hey, this is Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor, Larry. I uh, just want to say congratulations on getting an RPG now and uh, at least getting your account set up and hopefully you start uh, putting stuff out there. It's a lot of fun to start publishing your own things and just getting the response and the feedback and and just uh, getting a little bit of uh, monetary value from the efforts that you put in. Plus, it allows you to buy a few more books or PDFs that you normally wouldn't have. And uh, yeah, and good luck on your Patreon. Um, I've been doing mine for three years now, I think. And I've really enjoyed it. It's helped me kind of create a lot of content. So best of luck in the future with your business. I was checking out your t-shirt just a little bit ago. I think I'm going to grab one. So I love that. Uh, love your the thing that uh, Satine did for you. It looks really cool. So um, take care of yourself, Larry, and good luck on everything. Hey, Tim, thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. That'll be cool to have somebody else wearing a t-shirt. So far, there's not a whole lot of those out in the wild. I've got most of them for me, so when I go to cons, I can wear a fresh shirt every day. I did buy one for both my sons, my oldest son's fiance, and my granddaughter, and uh, a couple other people. Uh, my Patreon is on track to launch by Labor Day. I am working hard to get my first PDF on uh, one bookshelf done. It's going to be, I think, probably 20 pages when you count the cover, about 16 pages of actual content, uh, not full pages because there's some white space. I'll be using some uh, stock art off of one bookshelf to uh, fill in the gaps. So that's going pretty good. I'm think I'm on track for that. I'm just looking forward to uh, the next step of actually putting it on one, one bookshelf and seeing if they accept it. And if I got to do the back and forth thing I've read about, I'm not going for a pod option until uh, I get that first step figured out. And then I'll try for a pod option uh, later. I look forward to comments on that first offering and that'll hopefully be a teaser for my patrons for people who want to back me on that. So thanks again, Tim, for calling in. And next up, we'll get into some more details uh, as I talk about Appendix N. Appendix N from the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide was basically Gary Gygax's list of books that he considered his biggest influence on the flavor of his idea of what D&D was. That is, it was through the lens of his favorite authors and stories that he drew inspiration as both a player and a dungeon master. For each of us, we have our own Appendix N. While we can read Gary's Appendix N suggestions, not every author or story there will catch our imagination or inspire us. However, in reality, everything that we've ever read, watched on TV, or gone to see at the movies, plays, and our own unique life experience 
is our own unique Appendix N. Even for some people who may have read all the same books and watched all the same movies and TV shows, individuals are going to catch different snippets that jump out at them. And our own life experience sets us on a course that influences how we play and when we plan adventures and run games. There are some ideas we don't know why they jump out at us or why our mind finds something in them to make an adventure or even to make our own game. Individual tastes in music and art is also our appendix in. I know a lot of people in the OSR and other where and, and other places online mention heavy metal and use terms like that's so metal to refer to RPG ideas they like. However, when I think of music and metal, I think of brass, not percussion and strings. While I have an eclectic taste in music based on my parents' interests, for RPG inspiration, I like classical music, as do my brothers. And way back when, when we made mixtapes of musics to play during games, it was classical albums and movie and TV show soundtracks. So, for example, The Planets by Holst, especially Mars. Star Trek TV show and movies, that Planet Eater, da-da-da-da, you know. Uh, that was a clip they used over and over again, but it really emphasizes the drama and the tension. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and many other music themes by John Williams. And I always found it funny how the mood of the music always seemed to fit the situation. So tense and powerful music always seemed to play during combat. And it may have been that the scores influenced the role play and we maybe fell in time with the scores. But since we don't have any audio or video of those games, we can't analyze them. So that's just a guess. And all the music we chose to play during games was strictly instrumental so there weren't lyrics to distract us from the games at hand. And we play those same mixtapes for not just D&D, but other role-playing games. And when we played Starfleet Battles, especially Star Trek mu music. Now, it is one's unique appendix in, and how they filter it through their life experiences, that it leads to the adventures and supplements and new RPGs that have a spin on them that we never saw, or perhaps see how we could have had a similar idea, but maybe never invested the effort to make it a reality. The key to being a good player in DM is to experience things in literature, music, art, plays, TV, and movies that impact us and recharge us and give us new points from which to weave our plots and ideas. For those so inclined, Engaging our own creative bent via writing, drawing, painting, crafting, or making music also fuels us. I find that the more I write down my ideas, the more things that spring to mind. My struggle is to write it all down fast enough that I can pick it up later and make it what I saw in my mind's eye. What I often find is that a moment of inspiration is like Dr. McCoy in the Star Trek episode Spock's brain when he comes out of the machine and he's all, a child could do it, but before he can finish putting Spock's brain back, the nebulous 
wisps of clarity that remain fade and shift, and he struggles to complete the task. And so many of my end results are nowhere near my original idea, and the mere effort of what I have done continues to blur my original idea to the point that I just can't catch it. But the challenge is not to give up and to make something that is finished and present it in the best possible manner to the best of my ability. And to maintain my creativity, I need balance in life. Work has to be done during the working day and left behind. The stresses that come from dealing with people who wait to the last minute to seek help or colleagues who don't do their job or refuse to learn new skills and make your job harder, emergencies that come out of nowhere have an impact on me and can end up overshadowing my entire day. But in recent years, I've committed to stopping at five and always taking an hour for lunch, even if I get started with that late. The environment of my home has things that if I don't do them, they gnaw at me, like mowing the lawn, pulling weeds from the flower bed, daily and weekly things like the dishes, the vacuuming, cleaning, Keeping things in at least a semblance of order and somewhat neat and tidy help my brain to focus and stay energized and positive. And the older I get, the more I know my limits about what sends me off course and away from being energetic and creative. I try to focus on the positive, avoid the news other than skimming headlines so I know what's going on in the world. I try to eat right to fuel my body with the right things to keep me energized and healthy so I have clarity of thought and the oomph to tackle a game project like my card game or my PDF ideas. I'm trying to be less of a night owl and get enough sleep from a regular sleep schedule. And the one thing that I fail in the most is getting enough exercise. I get more in the summer because you have to mow the lawn and I've got a double lot and with a push mower, that's a good workout. I put that time to good use. I listen to music or catch up on podcasts. And I've gotten some really good ideas when I'm mowing. And I'll often stop and put a reminder in Evernote so I don't forget to revisit the idea once I get cleaned up. So having a way to capture your ideas, to at least have the kernel of the idea, is an important part of Appendix N. The blank slate of a notebook, sketchbook, or voice recorder to capture your ideas when you don't have time to just sit down and do a full brain dump is helpful. At night, when you can't sleep, for me, doing a full brain dump can deal with whatever's on my mind, whether it be an emotional thing, a to-do list, or the next idea for my campaign, or a game, or a PDF. My biggest influence for gaming is what I've read in the TV shows and movies I've seen. And what I have read is everything I've ever read. Not just science fiction or fantasy, but everything I've ever read. I have a BA in history, so I've read about some pretty cool things. I also get lost in physical encyclopedias by following the chain of ideas, and Wikipedia has made that even worse. I'm sure a lot of us have the problem of having multiple tabs open as we're following a chain of knowledge through the rabbit holes of information. I'm also an information junkie. I just can't seem to get enough. I have to admit, a lot of it is to keep my mind busy as a coping mechanism when life gets too much. 
but I try to not get too lost in that. I'm trying to focus my energies more on working on my game ideas, PDFs, my card game, and so forth. So, what are the biggest sources for your appendix in? Is there a particular book or series of books, genres, shows, or movies, or music that influence you? Do you return to those sources regularly to help recharge? What do you do to recharge? I look forward to hearing your comments. Thank you for listening, and game on.